Do you like scary movies and watered-down true crime? Then this is the podcast for you. We've been best friends for almost 30 years, and we've been getting high while watching movies together for most of it. Now we want to share that with you. So pour your white wine on ice and prepare your bud any way you choose. Because what would be girls' night without a little THC? Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. And I'm ready to jingle my bells. Merry Christmaka season, everybody. Christmahana Kwanzaa. That's right. Let's happy go. holidays. Happy ho, ho, ho holidays. Yeah. If you don't celebrate the holidays, uh, happy winter. Hap- yeah, happy day. I mean, <gasps> you still get to look at the pretty lights. If you want to celebrate something, today is December 2nd. Yes. It's Bobby's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Bobby. So happy birthday, Bobby. Everybody celebrate for Bobby. Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned him a few times. <laughs> a m- a what if he listens? Does he listen? I think he does. <gasps> no, happy I think he's birthday a birthday yeah, to our number he's one a pod fan. fan. Uh-huh. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Does he ever talk to Nick about it? No. <laughs> Gosh, that would <laughs> he be He should. Stuck. He should tell Nick how entertaining and funny and amazing our podcast is. Right. I know. All right. Um,. Where to start? We left you guys off. I dropped our Thanksgiving episode on Thanksgiving. It was amazing. It it was wild because I left to go do Thanksgiving up on the North Coast mm-hmm. with my in-laws. And so we left here at like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I posted that at like 4.30 a.m. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> our Thanksgiving was great. It's the usual. We had the usual food, the usual people. But that food and people are always a great time. So it was crazy. My, um, one of my kids is cousin who had moved away from that town. The point is we haven't seen him in a few years. Last time we saw him, he was in middle school. Now he's in high school. Dang. That's crazy. And he's as big as my husband. (gasps) He's a full grown man. And it was wild. Cause last time I saw him, he was a kid. And I was That's like, so scary because you're it, about to experience that with why it was crazy. We went and saw the they have a botanical garden in town that has like Fun. Christmas lights that you oh, walk through. Awesome. So we do that every year and we went and did that. And I kept not realizing that that was the cousin. And I kept like, thinking it was like a guy? grown man. And I was why like, why is he creeping up on our family? I know. I'm like, Zoe, come back here. Because I thought Zoe was like walking away with some dude. And I'm like, oh, no, that's Steven. Oh, just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy how fast <laughs> these kids grow. Yeah. My oldest nephew is um, about to be 17 in February. Mm-hmm. He's driving. Yeah. And like to see him and my oldest, who's 13, like go off together, like Ugh. drive away somewhere. So exciting and also so terrifying all at the same it's time. It's not as terrifying because he's the most responsible teenager you've ever met in your life. Um, In fact, as a teenager, he's really coming out of his shell. He was always such like an introverted shy super responsible super kind of square bear of a kid so to see him now like listen to cool music and actually start conversations with me and like talk to me and like drive I'm like whoa but what you've and have a job yeah what you've taught me and what I've learned from this podcast I'm not worried about what our kids are doing I know I'm worried about everybody else 
the point was is the crazy thing to me was like i remember when he was born yeah and like that was yesterday yeah. he was a baby he was born the same year that we got fred oh. so like we have puppy pictures of them together yeah. of him as a baby and fred as a puppy like yep. playing mm -hmm. so it's just me and his parents and lou were like kind of not freaking out but just taking it in yeah. and being like whoa love that. where did the last 17 years go you know mm -hmm. crazy that's a lot so yeah thanksgiving was great basically spending it with all adults at this point <laughs> we have very few little kids left so for us it was kind of similar it's the first time we just did immediate family in uh nick's parents house so it was just yep. his sisters, their husbands, and their two kids who are also young adults. We've got a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. Yeah, that, those are grown-ups, basically. Right, insane. And so they're stuck dealing with our unhinged six-year-old mm -hmm. <laughs> having a blast, right? Just running after her and making sure she doesn't get hit by a car. Yeah. And because we just needed to laugh and just be silly, I put on Too Short. Mm -hmm. and Nick's mom had gotten these fake tattoos for Violet, and I'm like, everybody's getting one. Yeah. And I'm like, and if you're feeling especially festive, you're getting a face tattoo. Oh, my God, amazing. Violet had two on her face. She had, like, a plane and, like, a beach scene. <laughs> um, Mo were put they travel-themed? No, they were just so... Some were, like, cartoony, and some were, like, really nice, like, okay. looked like real tattoos. Yeah. Mo did music notes on her face. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick did a bunch. He did a teardrop under his eye. That's about right. It was so good. And like part of a butterfly wing off to the side and then like another one. on. Yeah, the, yeah it was incredible. Um, but yeah, just to be... What did you get? I also did a butterfly off my eye. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Classy. Classy. Side, yeah, black and white. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so... It was really different and nice to not have the chaos of all these other people. Right. Like they would, they're the most social. So they're inviting everyone they know. Oh, you don't have plans? Come. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, it was quiet, but not so quiet when you've got, oh, and Nick and all of his um, family were in the kitchen together making weed gummies. Wow. I'm like, these are memories. That's a real memory. It's right. I'm like, what? The full circle, having to hide my bong the first time Nick and I were like mm -hmm. expecting his parents. And now we're in their house for Thanksgiving making weed gummies for his parents. Love so. it. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, that was a really different vibe. And I'm here for it. Yeah. And so we do have. So all of our kids match up at this one in-laws house. So it's the so cute. Match up. It's so, so our cute. oldest two are around the same age. They're the furthest apart in age. And then you have our middle kids are around the same age and our younger kids are the same age. And it's like the older two are so similar, both like responsible, kind of like quiet. I don't know. My kid talks way more than he does, but just that's just a boy. Similar people. Yeah. And then the middle kids are real similar too. The two boys, Wyatt and Ryan, oh, and the, are super similar. The babies are wild. And then the babies who are six and four. They're fucking First wild. of all, both the babies of the family. Second of all, both Z names, Zoe and Zachary. Yep. And they're both the fucking wild they're ones. They're insane. And it's so great. Do they hear. get crazier together? Do they feed no, off of Zoe each other's energy? more mature than him. In oh. all fairness to Zoe, she's not going at a 10 like he is. Yeah. He's like 
fucking foot on the gas pedal from the time he wakes up. Yeah. And then even like he'll go to sleep and he'll still wake up in the middle of the night and just like cause havoc. Yeah. So Zoe is kind of beyond that. Mm-hmm. She's she was never quite like that. But um, no, because Zoe likes to lord it over people. She likes to pretend that like he's a baby. She's okay. like, Zachy, we don't right. do that. Oh, I'm a big kid. Yeah. And I'm like, Zoe, get over yourself. <laughs> But to hear uh, to, to hear him terrorize his parents and to hear his parents, who are the nicest, calmest, coolest people on earth, literally the nicest people I've ever met, lose it. Yeah. I'm like, welcome to the party, guys. Yeah, this is what this is where I this is what I'm talking about. I know. I love it. I like for sure, if any of us would have had our babies as the older kids, uh-huh. we would have all been only child households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just because we were tricked with easy I'm, kids. And then fuckers. we finally got the the wild cards. Which is my favorite. I just love that they're both Z names. My kid's really going to need your wild card. Yeah. Like, she's <laughs> so fucking vanilla. She is such a pumpkin latte. I'm like, <laughs> it's an oldest kid thing. Yeah. And then when it's the only kid, they just... I they're mean, just that's broken. Fine. That's just the way they are. <laughs> they're not broken. But I just mean, you know, it feels like the, the more you have, the crazier they get yeah. with each. No. I love it. <laughs> so silly. That's so that's great. Okay. I don't have a whole lot in news and reviews. I've got a few things here or there. Anything on your end? Me and my eleven year old are addicted to we're waiting for the season finale. Did you ever watch the original Squid Game? The movie. The well it was a show. No, I only watched the movie. Okay. The movie was a show. Okay. You might remember it as a movie, but it was like a series, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. Well, yes, I did watch it then. I don't yes. know. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> it maybe it was a show. I don't I remember. Think it was a show. Okay. But like, I remember the games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now they have a reality show. An American. Yeah. And you like it. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah, American reality show. They recreate the games of the original. Obviously, nobody's dying. Um, And then they add some more, too, because you have to, like, fill airtime. Yeah. Right? But... We like it. We really enjoy it. We're totally hooked on it. Fun. Waiting for the season finale What's next it week. On? Netflix. Netflix. And it's a lot of like random people, but some of the people they chose were like not influencers, but people that do have a good size following on TikTok. Yeah. And there's a few there's a couple people that I follow on TikTok who are not like we are not talking about big name TikTok people. We're talking kind of middle of the road talkers. You trying to say that we should go on the show? Uh-huh. Promote the I'm podcast? Not. Nobody, neither one of us are surviving that right, show. Right, well, because get this, besides the games, mm-hmm. they keep you all. So you remember that in the movie slash show, the contestants slept in that like kind of warehouse with yes. all the bunk beds. Yes. That's where you really sleep. Okay. And you get one outfit yeah. and you're there for weeks. Mm-hmm. You have no windows, no clocks, no technology, no way to know if it's day or night. They just tell you, oh, it's lights out. It's time to go to sleep. You don't know what actual time of day it is. So they mess with your like circadian rhythm. rhythm. So they fuck with your sleeping rhythm, which already you're out. Oh, (laughs) tap me out. Done. And then they like give you very little to eat. They do feed you three square meals a day, but they were like... It was like a little scoop of bland rice and like a rubbery fried egg for every single meal. So that way, not only are you like hungry and tired, 
So you're emotional. You're, I'm like, you're going crazy. And then they can like reward you with food. Mm-hmm. So like you would do stuff. I guess they have a bunch of stuff they didn't even show. I know this because the TikTokers are on TikTok yeah, telling, telling you all, you all behind the scenes stuff, which is really fun. But they would do stuff all the time. Like, okay, if you guys can get this thing done, we'll reward everyone with a candy. They candy do that bars. on Survivor. Right. Food was always but a here's huge the thing. incentive. So they didn't show a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So then when something happens, like, okay, if you get this done, we'll give you all a picnic. And they're like, yay, a picnic. And so they all like teamed up to do a picnic. And then that ended up being a twist that it was like the marble game where you have to. So like if if we were rewarded a picnic and we were on the show together, we'd be like, and they go team up like with doubles. You and I would be like, okay, done picnic. Let's do it. And then we find the twist that we have to eliminate each other. So it's fun stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but it's really clever how they remade the games in a safe way. Um, And you know, it's just like any reality show. You love some people, you hate some people. There's villains, there's heroes. Cool. Great. Do you think it's something we could watch with Vi? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, because in the show, the original show, they shoot people. Yeah. In this one, you have like a like a paintball that goes off on your shirt. I was thinking more like language and stuff. Oh. I don't think the language is that harsh. I'm sure it's she hears worse on YouTube. Yeah. I'm just like, I, don't, I don't honestly don't remember the language being that bad. Perfect. But yeah, they they fake death, but they do it with black paintball guns. Yeah. Like they didn't even make it red, mm-hmm. which well, I'm just like, like Flora's lava, right? Oh, they fell mm-hmm. into lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it is funny because when you're eliminated and your paintball goes off, you have to drop dead. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny to watch people do that. I'll take it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So that's kind of the only thing that we've been into since the last time we talked. Um. Show wise, Nick and I have just been working our way through what is it, the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Okay, it's an easy watch. It's quickie. It's great cast, really good acting, and it's old. Yeah, as I say, I think it's not new, right? It's not at all. No, Mm-mm. but what is new? Mm. Um, Netflix has Leo. Yeah. Another Lou watched it with Zoe last night. Yeah, another Bill Burr movie mm-hmm. that's like parent vibes with, of course, Adam Sandler. Yeah. So besides the singing, there was quite a bit of singing. Yeah. It's great. You made it through the singing. I made it. Huh? I even made it through the singing. Yeah, that really pisses me off because there's so many movies I've recommended. And you're like, is there singing? And I'm like, but these are yes, but not really Adam Sandler songs. So like, he's making fun of the girl crying. Yeah. So it's not like to me real. It's not like, oh, princesses come out of the room. And I know. I, there are movies where the singing is not like real singing and you won't even give them I, a try. Maybe now I will. Okay. Now that this little lizard has that's right. won me over. Is that the cast? No, that's another movie. That's oh, okay. The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. The new one. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It's good. It's so good. And it does have a great cast. Are you kidding me? Jared Leto, Winona Ryder, Jamie Lee Curtis, Joe Coy, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Tiffany Haddish, Dan Levy. Like, forget it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of our queen, we got a shout out. Miss Jamie Lee had her 65th birthday. Happy B Day. On 11 22. Love it. Um,. And then 
after Thanksgiving, I watched Black Friday, a 2021 horror comedy with Devin Sawa. Never heard of it. I hadn't either. And Nick had it on his system and we had just never watched it. And I'm like, well, this is fucking happening. Yeah. I didn't even know Devin Sawa still did movies. Right. It's Devin Sawa and obviously Ash, Bruce Campbell, my guy. And they're working at a toy store and it's Black Friday and shit goes off the rails. Oh. And it's not too violent. Okay. Like I'm feeling like it was PG-13 vibes almost. Yeah. Like it's it's doable. So something that you might be able to watch with why. But yeah. And then last night we had a friend come up. He got here super late. So the only thing that's going to keep me awake is going to be a horror movie. Right. But Nick always falls asleep watching horror movies. So we compromised and he found us. What was it? What? Give me classic Christmas movies. What a beautiful life. Oh, wonderful life. Okay. So instead of life, what a wonderful knife. Wow. Incredible. With Justin Long. What? Yes. Is it old or new? No, it's new. It's 2023. I think it's on Prime. Okay. With Justin Long and Joe McHale. Love it. So. Because I love both those people. Yeah. And it goes off hard in the beginning and takes an interesting turn in the storytelling, but it's violent. It's, okay. It's, yeah. And Justin Long what a wonderful such a knife. goofball. Yeah. And the killer and it's like a, like a white angel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Because I've never actually seen It's a Wonderful Life. Neither have I. But I know there's something about angels. Sure. Because that's the Every, famous... A line every time a bell, bell rings, rings, an angel does something. Wings, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I've never actually watched it. I want to hear something hysterical just talking about movies and whatnot. Yep. So Albert's looking at all the artwork. Uh huh. He's like, This is a really cool piece. And Nick's like, Yeah, have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Okay, so let's back up. Albert is I'll, your well, husband's I'll, friend who's visiting. I'll get to the piece, I okay. will. I'll explain and he it. I noticed a painting on your wall because. All, a lot of our artwork is just it's us it's very yeah. us it's like street art whatever um we've mentioned this piece before that nick had made for me so nick's like well have you seen silence of the lambs mm-hmm. and albert's like yeah it's one of my favorite movies <laughs> and nick's like oh well that's why you like it so you recognize it and albert's like what oh my lord and we're like god damn it albert <laughs> What movie was he thinking of? He was thinking Silence of the... He's like, yeah, with Clarice. And I'm like, so that's all you took away? From- it's literally the fucking cover of the movie. Yeah. Is the death moth. It's the death moth, yeah. Which is the painting that we're talking about yeah. with Clarice's fucking face or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess... <laughs> oh, my Lanta. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of yeah. all time. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, you know, I asked if he had ever watched Monk. And then he said, no. I'm like, I don't know why we invited you on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah when is monk i think it's next weekend oh my lord I clear know. your schedule i know okay um uh, yesterday macaulay Culkin got his star yes he in did. the walk of fame first of all i didn't realize that he was i don't know married or had a baby with, with. brenda song yeah but she's from do you know what she's from no because you don't have siblings so she's from a show that came way after us, but it's like my little sister Gracie's generation. She's from a Disney show called The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay. So I remember seeing her as like a preteen. I watched her in Dolls with 
Kat Dennings. Okay. Um, which I think it got canceled, but that's like. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh my god, she, he's with. I can't remember and her they name have in the, Sweet Life of Zach. And they Cody. have two bebés. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no. of course, his mom, Catherine O'Hara, was yeah. the one that. Well, not his real mom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. From Home Alone. Oh, incredible. And like the way that he gave his speech, like it almost brought me to tears. Like yeah, his it was brothers were there. Such an emotional and like a, a moment, like a reunion. Yeah. yeah. And he and his wife are the cutest. Super cute. The best. So that was fun. So that was yesterday on the first. Um, 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 um you want me to go? Oh, let's do some more fun news. Before I get to other things, McDonald's is bringing back adult Happy Meals. Was that ever a thing? It was. Oh. Yeah, because it's bigger food, okay. but you still get a toy. Okay. Because they recognize that we need joy in our fucking lives. And also, that's probably the size of meal I actually want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were kids, do you remember they had the McNuggets that had the interchangeable like clothes? Yeah. So and they were like a lot of professions. Yes, they're bringing those back. Fun. But now I guess an influencer is working with them on it. So it's like something very online niche that I'm just not into that okay. I don't that I'm not aware of. They look cute though. Yeah. And the same thing. You get to switch their outfits and whatever. But yeah, you get a little McNugget friend, a McNugget buddy. Wow. What more do we need in our life? All right. Now do you want sports? pod or sick and twisted Ooh, i guess we'll we'll tap in lightly with sports okay sports news dutch soccer club stadium who's sponsored by grolsch which is a brewery of course has gone viral because they make more money from their beer sales than they do from selling tickets. Yeah. Um, as Fair. they they showed a guy walking with sixty four pints of beer. Wow. What Impressive. a feat. Right? Do not trip. This is our friend. I know I would cry. I would be so nervous about tripping. I, I think people would make way. I think they would see him would and it would, would be, be like Jesus enough. and the parting of the water. Have you ever seen the women who work Oktoberfest and like stack up the steins? No. They'll have. How intimidating. I shit you not. A full. Be- and you know how heavy those things are. Mm-hmm. They'll have full glass beer steins and they'll do like six in each hand. But then they'll stack that up three times. Forget it. And like walk through the crowd with these like a crazy amount. I'm like, how are you that strong? Are they resting them on their giant bosom? I mean, they might be like maybe like a, up like, against their hips. Yeah, and like but it's into still the it doesn't pit. matter. No. I mean, I'm how, spilling how is that it even shit. possible? No. Okay, so then we'll go pod related and then sick and twisted. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they're kind of one and the same, aren't they? Right. I know. But you you said it. It's it's more of a warm up. <clears throat> so we've talked about the. Gilgo Beach murder. Yes. And the suspect Lisk. and everything. Mm-hmm. So his estranged wife, she's been cleared because she was out of town for okay. everything that happened. Um, but they confirmed that DNA found on the bodies is a match to her, oh. which is clearly from him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's an update. Okay. Pod news. All right. Now to the sick and twisted. In Arizona, a man 
has been accused of sexually assaulting a 79-year-old corpse, but which he claims he had a medical episode and fell on the body. Oh, wow. They're calling bullshit. Yeah, of course. Because... How do you even get to it? it that's what everyone said. They're, like The amount of protocol that goes into dealing with dead bodies... Like, first of all, you never open the fucking bag. Right. Why would the bag be open? Oh, the person who died was 79. Yes. I thought you meant the corpse was 70. Like, they had been dead for 79 years. No, no, no. So I'm no. like, you got to dig that up. It's a whole thing. No, 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 It's no, basically no. a skeleton it's, at that point. No. 79-year-old okay. person. I mean, not that it makes it any better, but it does make mm. more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So he worked... And it was his responsibility to assist with, like, the intake process to the morgue at mm-hmm. the hospital. And so he claims that he fell. And it's like, okay, well, then why was the bag open? Why were your pants unzipped? <laughs> it literally happens all the time. Did You're you like, know that? Oh, I'm sure. It happens all Disgusting. the time. So crazy. And I don't want to say it's a man thing, but God, men are so fucking gross. Look, right? We're not in there no, I'm not even going to finish my thought. Not even going to finish my thought. <laughs> and on that, shall I give my thanks for this week's episode? Because I text you. I'm like, girl, please give me something. Give me anything to keep me alive. Yeah. Give me that fucking life raft. <laughs> Throw me the lifeline. Uh-huh. And I did. And you did. Great. Because I don't know anything about that movie. That's amazing. And I can't wait to hear about it mm-hmm. because... I mean, I don't know. I All I have are my cases yeah. that they claim yeah. the movie's based on. But since I don't... Normally, I have some sort of idea of what the movie is. I have no fucking clue what this movie is. Yeah. I do know that um, people are claiming that it's kind of like the grandfather of the slasher film. Because I think it came out before... I don't know if it came out before Texas Chainsaw, but it definitely came out before like Halloween and stuff. It definitely did. So they're saying that this is kind of like what led to the classic like slasher film. This is definitely what led to, um, I would say, the holiday horror. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's perfect. First of all, before we get into it, okay. if you want to play our THC drinking game, Take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime we mention a badass big sister, a past THC episode. We cheers, we spill something, we mention monk, or if we finish each other's sentences, which we do a lot. Bonus drink when you hear us name the episode. Because we don't know when we do that. Only you guys know when we do that. Mm -hmm. And it came in late last episode. So late. Yeah, I was like, whew. Because when I was editing I had a different one in mind and then when you hit me with the three gobble surprise I was like well that has to be it that's gotta be it it was either gonna be that or at the very end I say clean your basters clean your whatever it's like wash your turkey basters that's what I thought it was yeah but I'm like if people don't wait till the very because it's the very end they might not wait that long well not necessarily that line I just thought it was going to be like baster baster related related. yeah Yeah. Uh it definitely was that was going into it I had a different baster comment but three gobble surprise is so perfect it really is all right let's top off and get back into it all right and we're back all right let's cheers one more time Hey, here's the holidays. Here's to a THC Christmas. My favorite hoe. Cheers. 
All right. So this, I found the movie first and I had to like kind of, because they said it was based on a true crime case. It's, I guess, based on two true crime cases. One's really short and one is just a smidge longer. So we'll do those. They're shorter, shorter. It is also based on the urban legend, the calls coming from inside the house, Mm -hmm. which we covered, of course, in episode 101. Boom. Titled Let's Go. That's but right. It's the urban legend where the babysitter is babysitting. The kids are asleep upstairs. She keeps getting phone calls. And then the operator tells her, oh, the call's coming from inside the house. Yep. Meaning the man is calling from inside the house. And then, of course, he, I think in the urban legend, kills the kids and the babysitter, right? Or the babysitter and make the kids find her dead body. Or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's the urban legend. They definitely use the urban legend as inspo. Mm-hmm. But... If you go online and look up this movie, Black, did we even tell them what movie it was? No. Black Christmas. <laughs> what year did it come out? 1974. And it was originally titled Silent Night, Evil Night, or Stranger in the House. Yes. Mm-hmm. So lots to go off of lots. there. If you look up Black Christmas, most articles will tell you that it is based on Serial killer Wayne Bowden, mm. a.k.a. the vampire rapist of Montreal. <gasps> I've heard of that. Okay. However, there's another source, and that is in 2020, an actor named Nick Mancuso, who's an actor in Black Christmas, claims that it was based on a case from the 40s involving a teenage boy named George Webster. So we've already covered the urban legend in episode 101. (laughs) There we go. So now I will start with George Webster and then we'll get into Wayne Bowden. Montreal, George Webster is born. I don't know when he was born. 14 years before 1943. There you go. In the 30s. So leading up to November 17th, 1943, 14-year-old George Webster had started acting weird, according to his friends. The former straight-A student and piano champion had started skipping class, skipping school, and like not doing his work and just being kind of like surly. Not us. No. Now, we don't know what was going on with George, Mm -hmm. but what we do know is that in the early hours of November 17th, he finally snapped while his family was sleeping. He first attacks his mother, Wilmina. Mm -hmm. Wilhelmina. 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 He bludgeoned her to death with his baseball bat and then he went after his 12 year old sister Mina and his 8 year old brother Andrew who both survived but needed surgery now I don't know where dad is there's no mention of dad being home that night so I don't know if he was at work or where he was Mm -hmm. but after he attacks his siblings he goes downstairs to the guest room where a family friend had been visiting from Australia Her name is Sylvia Cust, and she's been staying with them for about five weeks at that point. George wakes her up 
frantically telling her like help mother is hurt we need help and so she starts getting out of bed before he produces the baseball back out from behind his back okay and attacking her leaving her with a fractured left arm and severe head injuries however sylvia is still able to call the police and they find her still alive in the house but very like dazed confused out of it Obviously, they take him in, George. His dad does show up eventually. He visits him in jail. And in jail and to the police and to his dad, George seems to have no problem telling them all about the murders, like in detail. Sure. So, uh, oh my gosh, that's today. No, it's tomorrow. Damn it. Close. On December 3rd, Mm -hmm. he is charged with murder. But on February 28th, 1944, he is found unfit for to stand trial, and he is sent to a mental hospital where he spends the rest of his life. Okay. So that is what the actor from Black Christmas, Nick, claims Black Christmas is based on. Hmm. The rest of the internet disagrees. I do too. Okay. And they believe that it is based on Wayne Bowden. And just a cross-reference, I wanted to make sure there wasn't another movie based on Wayne Bowden that we could like squeak out a different episode Mm -hmm. and there is not there's a documentary and there is a book but there is no like live action movie so spoiler alert besides black christmas 1974 there's two other versions that are more recent yes which i also watched of course and and we'll talk about so in the second one which i believe is like 2006 you get more of like a backstory on the quote unquote guy, like the stranger or whatever. Um, and I can see a little bit of correlation to the story you just told to me. To George. Mm-hmm. Because that's all you're really getting. It's like this weird guy, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I got everything for this episode from an article from Collider, mm-hmm. an article from Medium, and of course, Wikipedia. Love the wiki. Love the wiki. All right. Once again, we're in Montreal in the 1960s, which is a happening place. They're experiencing a bit of a boom in quiet, peaceful Montreal. Okay. They held the 1967 World Expo there, and people from all over the world are also moving to Montreal to go to university. What's a World Expo? I think it's kind of like a World Fair, but... Do you know what a world fair is? Well, yeah. I'm assuming it's like our county fairs, but like a world level. Kind of. I think back in the day, it was like much, much bigger than that. It was to show off like the newest inventions and technology and what like countries had to offer the world. It was like an expose. It was a big, it was way, way bigger than a fair. Okay. And I believe a world expo was probably similar. You got me sold. The other thing that started happening in the late 60s is a serial killer started a reign of terror. This starts in July 1968 when 21-year-old Norma Valancourt is found dead in her apartment. She was a no-show at work that morning um, as a teacher. And when they went in, they found her naked body on the floor by the way trigger warnings for this Mm. shit because it's not great so trigger warnings already it was discovered that she had been raped and strangled 
and even more devious than that were the sets of deep bite marks left on her breasts. The police did some digging around. They have no leads, no suspects. October 1969, Shirley Auditor is found dead in the alleyway behind her apartment complex. She is fully dressed, and this seems like a normal, air quote, normal attack that would happen to somebody until they figured out that she was also strangled and raped, and she also had deep bite marks on her breasts. They did, however, find no blood or skin underneath her nails, which leads them to believe that she didn't put up a fight. So the question is, why didn't she fight? Did she know the assailant or was she just caught so surprised that she She didn't didn't have have time to fight back? Mm -hmm. November 23rd of the same year, jewelry clerk Marielle Archimbald leaves work with a man who she introduces her to her coworkers as Bill. She is happy to be with him, happy to be leaving with him. They got no weird or bad vibes about this at all. The next day, she's a no-show for work. So her boss uh, goes the extra mile and calls the apartment's landlady. Mm -hmm. And so the landlady goes in with her key to the apartment and finds Marielle dead on her couch in just wearing just ripped pantyhose and a bra. She's been raped, strangled, and has the deep bite marks all over her breasts. Okay. The police on this scene find a crumpled up picture of like a man and they show it around. And the coworkers that meet Bill say, that's the guy we met. That's Bill. But there's no way to find Bill. And there's no way to like even connect that with her attack. Just because she's dating this guy, Bill, and she has a picture of him doesn't mean that he attacked her. Right. So they have no leads, no suspects. Yeah. Bummer. January 1970, 24-year-old Gene Way's boyfriend, Brian, is at Gene's apartment because he's there to pick her up for a date. He knocks on the door. He gets no answer. Waits around for a while. Still has nothing. So he leaves. He decides to come back later and try again. And this time he finds her door unlocked. Like, I don't know if it was like maybe slightly opened ajar. Mm -hmm. He lets himself in to find Jean's dead body naked on the bed. She's been raped and strangled. No bite marks this time. Okay. They find fiber underneath her nails, which leads them to believe that she did fight back. And the police believe that the killer was probably in the apartment when the boy Brian showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't get around to biting. That's and what she I'm w- thinking. And she was fighting back, so it was harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't mention that that's why she didn't have bite marks, but that's what I was thinking. Uh, I'm sure. Maybe he, he was started too rushing. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these murders at this point are high publicity murders. Of it's causing chaos and panic through the normally sleepy community of Montreal but after Jean's murder the murder stop and the attacks stop and everything seemingly goes back to normal hmm. however 2,245 miles away in Calgary Alberta 
I've been there. There you go. Because that's where Albert. The one who's visiting. Yes. Your husband's friend who's visiting now is from Calgary, Alberta. Yes. Whoa. What What a way to tie it all together. It's crazy. That is crazy, actually. What are the chances? Not. (laughs) Incredible. Well, in Calgary, Alberta, brutal murder has happened in May of 1971. 33-year-old Elizabeth Porteous is found dead in her apartment again after not showing up to work. Yeah. I these are these the best bosses on earth I feel like if I no showed I don't think my boss would be showing up with my landlady to like figure it out no and I have a great boss I I love I would get a text I would for sure get a text like what the fuck yeah but other than that yes so they call the boss calls the apartment manager to check and they find Elizabeth's naked body on her bedroom floor the apartment Obviously has had signs of a struggle. So she was fighting back too. Elizabeth, of course, has been raped and strangled and has the deep bite marks. The police find a broken cufflink under her body. And two friends report that they had seen her the previous night riding along in a blue Mercedes. And they saw her at a stoplight. And they also tell the police that she had just started dating Bill. <gasps> Who was he doesn't change his name. A handsome guy. He's a flashy dresser with neat hair, they said. Neat hair. The next day, a patrolling police officer sees a car that matches the description parked near the scene of the crime. So they obviously stake it out. Yeah. Half hour later, police arrest... 23-year-old former model Wayne Bowden as he tries getting into his blue Mercedes. And he goes by Bill? I mean, it's an alias V. Okay. I'm just like... Now, we don't know much about Wayne up until this point. Um, I can tell you that he was born in 1948 in Dundas, Ontario. <laughs> real, Ontario. Qu- real quick, have you seen him yet? You look him up? Uh-uh. No? Okay. Just because he's a model, I'm trying to like picture. Yeah, he's a model in the. I know with 60s. neat hair. With neat <laughs> hair. Um, he was born in Ontario. He seemingly had a normal childhood, normal family. Grew up to be a big guy, but was known for being quiet and played football on his high school team. Okay. I mean, he's 23. He hasn't had much life to like. Yeah. Live yet, yeah. although no signs of like trauma or the normal bullshit. Just a fucking weirdo. Wow. Okay. So he tells police that he had just moved from Montreal the past year. And yes, he is dating Elizabeth. And yes, that is his cufflink. But Elizabeth was fine when he left her apartment last night. Duh. Obs. What Wayne does not know is that the police have the picture from Marielle's apartment. And this is the same fucking guy. And... So they call in local orthodontist Gordon Swan to help figure out this bite mark situation. It's a little out of his normal thing that he does. So he calls in the FBI for help. He calls up the USA and asks for pointers and they give it to him. And so then he makes a cast of Wayne's teeth and it's able um, he's able to show in court 29 points of similarity between Wayne's teeth and the marks left on Elizabeth's body. Yeah. This is enough evidence 
to be found guilty of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Wayne is the first murderer convicted in North America based on, here we go, odontological evidence, but basically teeth evidence, right? Yeah. Later, he confesses to the murders of Shirley, Marielle, and Jean, and he is sentenced to three more life sentences. But he claims that he had nothing to do with Norma's killing, even though it's exactly the same as the other ones. Mm-hmm. But okay, whatever. 1977, he actually escapes while out on a day pass. Okay, Ted Bundy. <laughs> well, no, Canada is one of those ones, like they have this in Europe too, where if you have good behavior, they'll give you a day pass. Like guards will be with you, but you're allowed to like roam about the public. Why? And he slipped out of a bathroom window at a restaurant. Yeah. And then he was out for a few days. They picked him up in a bar. Fun. And that piece of shit died of skin cancer March 27th, 2006. Wow. Skin cancer. So there's your two cases. Bizarre. Do either of them sound like Black Christmas to you? No, but I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, no. That's what the internet said. I don't know. Oh, I love the internet. <laughs> like I said, <clears throat> this was exactly what I needed. That's why I feel like the internet did its job. It's a Christmas miracle. It kept me alive this week. Yeah. It kept the podcast going. Yeah. And you guys are in for a fucking good time. And also, even if it's not true, the internet says it's true and there's no other movie about Wayne Bowden. Right? So this is as close as we're going to get so to giddy- telling you about the vampire rapist of Montreal. I know. I love it. Um, I do have a surge left. Should we top off our... Fuck it, yeah. Right? Why not? It's the holidays. Put tequila it's in the there, too. Hol- Oh, a surge in wine is fine, but tequila's pushing it. I think that's going to change the flavor palette, but I think there is cold um, vodka in the freezer. Oh, my gosh. So Why are we so unhinged? (sighs) (laughs) Just cuts to us singing. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, like I said, we got a couple different titles here. Silent Night, Evil Night. Not to be confused with Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was my first introduction to holiday horror. Yes. Or Silent Night, Bloody Night. Oh. Which I just recently watched and don't recommend. (laughs) And what's interesting is if this is, because what'd you say, 74? Yeah. If this is based on Wayne Bowden, they churned that shit out real quick. Because he was caught in like 71. Well, you'll let me know. Okay. We listen to carolers singing as we look through windows of the Pi Kappa Sig sorority house. And we see the girls inside preparing for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Not all is calm because something's stirring. Oh, my God. Outside in the bushes, breathing heavily, we see a man climb a lattice to reach the attic window. Inside, we see sorority sister Barb checking in with all the girls about the party they're planning when the phone rings. Our listeners will remember Barb as the actress who played Kathy Lutz in Amityville Horror, episode four. Whoa. All Throw the way back. back. Sharpen your axe. Uh-huh. Very good. And Halloween episode um, 
17, she was in the Halloween 2 remake. Okay. Barb answers, but she's having a hard time hearing who's on the other end, so she hangs up. But a few moments later, the phone rings again. And this time, it's picked up by a girl named Jess, who announces to the other household members, it's the moaner. (laughs) We're off to a great start. Does he always moan on the phone? There's a lot of weird sounds. Oh. There's like cut personalities and names. That's scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I used to work the to-go section at Chili's, my very first job ever, without fail, every Saturday night. You get a creepo? No, we would call. Well, yeah. We would get somebody calling a to-go order while they were having sex because you could hear both voices. Every Saturday? Every Saturday. They were very clearly in the middle of fucking but and they, they would call to it a to-go order. order and i'm like that has to be their thing that That's has incredible. to be their kink right and, that, and it was you guys what an honor it was wild what was their order i don't know god damn it how could you not have I that ingrained know. in your head i don't know i just tried to i wanted the phone call to be over Ugh, fine. <laughs> the man sounds like he's been hanging out with king charles a little reference to the last episode oh as we hear his sexy talk. Oh, does he want to be a Tampax? He wants to lick your cunt. And Ew. he wants you to suck his juicy cock. No. <laughs> no, thank you. It's all very festive. Why is it juicy? Gross. All right. <laughs> Barb's had too much to drink. And feeling brave, she decides to talk shit back. And it prompts the man on the other end to say he's going to kill her before they hang up. Some of the girls think it's just a prank and they laugh it off like whatever. But other girls are worried, especially a girl named Claire. Um, she points out that just recently a girl had been raped and the oh. attacker had not been arrested. Yeah, you should probably be a little worried. Mm-hmm. So Claire goes upstairs. She's packing for the holidays. She's getting picked up the next morning to go home for break. She hears something in her closet and assumes it's the house cat Claude. But when she goes to look, she's attacked by a plastic bag and suffocated. Her cries for help are drowned out by all the excitement downstairs. A house full of girls squealing for the holidays. So the next day, Clara's dad shows up to pick her up as planned. But since she never showed, he goes to the house looking for her and he's like, hey, like, where's my daughter? And we're introduced to the house mom, Miss Mac, who's my spirit animal. Uh, she shows him upstairs where they find all of Claire's things packed, but she's nowhere to be found. Now, why do I like Miss Mac, you might ask? She's got bottles of alcohol <laughs> hidden everywhere. I mean, you have to when you're dealing with all those sorority like girls. Like, in the toilet, in the kitchen, like, everywhere throughout the house. Um, and the girls love her for her nasty sense of humor and her foul mouth. Yeah, she's drunk all the time. Guess who doesn't love her? Claire's, Claire's dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's questioning her ability to handle the girls. And if you know, you don't even know where his own daughter is. So he goes to check in with Claire's boyfriend, Chris. He hasn't seen her. So they go to the sheriff's office. And at the station, there's a mom reporting her 13-year-old daughter missing. And they're reporting this to Lieutenant Ken Fuller. 
And we all know Lieutenant Ken from his role as the more important lieutenant, Lieutenant Thompson, Nancy's dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Whoa, cool. Episode 27. Also, I don't want you to get too excited, but have you seen a picture of Nicolas Cage's new movie coming out? No. It's something to do about dreams. It's like dream something or another. And it's a picture of him. And he has like Freddy Krueger like <gasps> claws on his hands. Not Nicolas Cage as Freddy Krueger. No, it's not a Freddy Krueger movie. But they're definitely like giving nods to it. I have not mm. seen a trailer yet to tell you what it's about. But I know the title has something to do with dreams. And he has like a claw type hand on. I'm excited. I thought you would be. That'd what a be very great exciting. time. Lieutenant Thompson overhears about Claire being missing and wonders if the two might be connected. The 13 year old and Claire. Yeah. Claire's dad decides to stay at the sorority house in case anything comes up. Barb's there drunk again, blaming herself for upsetting Claire and afraid that something bad may have happened to her. So Miss Max sends Barb to bed to sleep it off while the others go to a search party, like at the local town something, you know. So everyone else is gone when Miss Mac hears something in the attic and she assumes it's also Claude the cat. What a great name for a cat, by the way. I know. It's wonderful. She doesn't find Claude, but she does find Claire. Her body is in a rocking chair, like by the window. Oh. And that's the cover of the movie. Very, um. What's what about the fucking hotel? Bates. Very. Uh, mm-hmm. Norman Bates. Yep. Psycho. The killer murders Miss Mac with a crane hook to the face. Oh. Across town, the body of the 13 year old is found murdered in the park. That's sad. And while all of this is happening, sorority sister Jess is informing her boyfriend, Peter, that she's pregnant with his baby and that she's having an abortion, but he wants to keep the baby. So they agree to meet up later to discuss things further at the house. Okay. Jess arrives at the house just in time to hear the phone ring. It's, of course, our obscene caller. Mm-hmm. This time, he mentions the name Billy and makes a strange baby sound. So Jess obviously hangs up and calls the police to report it. Okay. They shrug her off like, babe, a 13-year-old was just found murdered. Right. And you're getting some phone calls. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. With her back turned to the camera, we see someone approach her from behind. But it's just her boyfriend, Peter. He wants to talk more about their relationship, but badass just doesn't want to fucking hear it. She makes it very clear that she's a young woman with ambitions. She doesn't want to be tied down to him because he wants to keep a baby and get married. She really said pro-choice, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You can imagine how Peter took the news. <laughs> He starts smashing all the fucking Christmas ornaments on the tree like a little bitch. Meow, I get out of my way. Jess kicks him out of the house and he tells her she's going to be sorry. Oh. As Peter leaves, sorority sister Phil is arriving as the same at the same time as Lieutenant Fuller. He's there to tap their phone and to leave a patrol car out front. Mm-hmm. 
Fuller leaves. Phil goes upstairs to go to bed and Jess waits downstairs by the fire just in case another phone call comes in. Instead, we hear a knock at the door. It's children Christmas caroling. Okay. Their singing is just loud enough to drown out the sound of Barb's cries for help as the killer murders her with a glass unicorn figurine. Whoa. First of all, crazy choice. Second of all, poor Barb. I know. As soon as the children finish their song, the phone starts to ring. This time, it sounds like multiple people struggling. The caller says something about Jess and Peter's fight that no one else would know. And then hangs up before police can trace the call. Jess wakes up Phil, not wanting to be alone. And the phone rings. This time it's Peter. Lieutenant Fuller decides to trace the call just in case. Peter's being a little bitch about the fight. Begging her, you can't hurt our baby. She hangs up on him. So again, they can't trace the call but now lieutenant fuller knows about their fight and so he's kind of suspicious of peter okay right but just tells fuller it couldn't be peter because he was in the house with her that night when she got the call Mm -hmm. so while checking the house to make sure all the windows and doors are locked phil goes to check on barb and when she enters the room, the door slams behind her. Downstairs, Jess gets another call. She doesn't know it, but she's listening from the other end, Phil being killed. This is all very much giving me scream. Mm-hmm. The phones, the possible two killers, the like, oh, it traces back to that phone and this phone. And this is all very scream. The call's long enough for Lieutenant Fuller to trace. And in case you haven't guessed, it's from inside the house. Oh, my God. Fuller calls the patrol car parked out front, but the officer is already dead with his throat slit. Man, this reminds me a lot of Scream. Inside, Jess is calling out for Phil as the phone rings. But this time it's the sergeant informing her she needs to leave immediately. Girl, I had already left. She wants to inform her friends, but the officer advises her not to as the calls are coming from inside the house, but she doesn't listen. She grabs a fire poker and goes upstairs to find her friends. In Barb's room, she discovers the dead bodies of her friends and the killer who you could see through the crack in the door. Okay. So she slams the door into the killer and she runs downstairs, but she can't get out the fucking front door. So she goes down into the basement. Why can't she get out the front door? It's locked. Why can't she smash a window with a chair? That's great. I don't know. She can't get it open, pivots, and immediately goes down. Basement's always the wrong choice. I know. Upstairs is the wrong choice. As we learned from last week's episode. Very good. 103. Babe, you just read my mind because I have right here. Instead, she goes into the basement with the deadbolt, just like last episode, gobble, gobble, bitches. So No, cheers. three gobble surprise. I was just me saying gobble, gobble. Okay. Yeah, but yes, three gobble surprise. So clink to that. Mm. I get a little pocket of vodka every now and then. Oh. I don't think I can taste anything anymore. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you. Just like I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> it's 
fine. She can hear the killer leave the house, just as she also hears someone outside calling her name. It's Peter. He's convinced, or sorry, Jess is now convinced that he must be the killer. He breaks through a window, finds her trembling in the corner of the basement with the fire poker. And police arrive just in time to hear her screams from the basement. And Lieutenant Fuller finds her barely conscious with Peter's dead body laying on top of her. Oh. So Lieutenant Fuller satisfied. He's like, I knew it was Peter all along. Yeah. So with the killer taken care of, no longer a threat, they leave Jess to sleep in her room in the house alone. That's with multiple dead bodies that have been yeah. taken out. That's wild. With an officer outside. Because, you know, that worked out so well last time. And it works out in every movie. I feel yeah. like every movie that we see, they always have a police like stationed to keep watch. Alone in her room, we can hear from the attic that the actual killer is still very much alive. As the camera pans away. We hear the phone start to ring. Jingle, jingle, bitches. <laughs> That's it. That's the end? That's the end of the movie. Wow, what a cliffhanger. So you tell me. Wh- wh- Nothing to do with anything. No. The urban legend. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. I don't, why does the whole internet say it's based on Wayne Bowden? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me at all. The biting and the raping and the... So let's get into... Oh, the only thing I can think of is like, so we know it wasn't Phil, right? Because Phil died. The boyfriend. Peter. Peter. Sorry. Yes. I'm like, Phil was the sorority right, right, sister. Sorry. Yeah. We knew that it wasn't Peter because he died. He's dead for sure. The only tie I could find, if there's any, is the fact that a few of the victims, if not all, because we don't know the story with all the women, thought they were dating, air quote, Bill. Mm. And he ended up attacking them. But then Peter ended up not even being the killer. So. Yeah. That's the only tie I could think of is that it could possibly be her boyfriend. I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort. But yeah, I just, I don't see it. Me neither. Mm-mm. I don't even know why they, why will, I don't, I don't know why he's being brought up in the conversation. So let me see if I can tie it to your first story. Of George. Mm-hmm. So the, and to be honest, so this was good. Actually, for a 1974 movie, mm-hmm. a horror, a holiday horror, it's good. Yeah. It's it's a fun watch. And I it was free on, like, Tubi or whatever. Okay, so how many knives did you give the first for, one? I, like, as a movie? I, I, I like it for a part, for our podcast. It, we can't tie Zero. this. Yeah. Yeah, but for a movie, how many would you give it? A three. Okay. I mean, it's quick enough. A C plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not great. It's but it gets the job done. Now, if you're interested in the movie, because it's a great idea, like a concept, right? Yeah. I like the creepy calls. That's very creepy. Watch this. Watch Black Christmas 2006. Now, is this a remake? It is. Okay. This is it. This is the one to watch because you get the background on the quote unquote killer. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same sorority house theme okay okay so in this one william lens 
better known as Billy. So they took the Billy from the call that did come from the original. He grew up with a mom that hated her husband, and she took this hate out on Billy, the son. Until one Christmas, when the mom has her side dick kill the dad. Oh. Suffocating him with a plastic bag. Again, plastic bag. Claire in the first Mm -hmm. one and the dad. Mm Mm-hmm. But already I'm seeing a connection to the other one, right? Yeah. Because the absent dad, the bad relationship with the mom, I don't know. Yeah, and it was also weird because George's case and the most of Wayne's case take place in Montreal. So I had just assumed that Black Christmas was going to be Mm-mm. Montreal based. Mm-mm. So that was Sorority a Sorority su- House. Yeah, that was a big surprise because uh-huh. I thought for sure it was going to be a Montreal Agreed. Movie. You'd think that would make sense. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, they catch Billy watching as they kill the dad. Mm-hmm. So they lock him up in the attic. One night, the mom decides that her boyfriend's limp dick isn't good enough. So she goes to the attic to sexually assault her son. Wow, how exciting. Surprise, surprise, nine months later, we have a baby girl. This is weird. A few years later, on Christmas, Billy gets his revenge. He eats the little girl's eyeball, again, attacking the sister. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I can't believe that this guy's making George look like an okay Kills the mom's boyfriend by shoving an icicle ornament through his head. Yeah, he probably deserves that. Wraps his mom up in Christmas lights before bashing her. Mm-hmm. To death, but not with a bat, with a rolling pin. Okay. Because he then makes cookies from her flesh. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that he bakes in the oven. And apparently the neighbors must have heard something because cops show up just in time to find Billy sitting at the head of the dining room table enjoying his Christmas snack. Wow. Very Albert Fish, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what's crazy is Merry every Christmas. time you think you've seen the craziest thing in a movie, something else happens and you're like, what? I've never, I've literally never seen that sequence in a movie before. No one's ever thought of it before now. What a wild ride. You're welcome. And it's the opening scenes, right? So I'm summarizing. It's spliced within. Okay. It goes because it's the sorority girls current mm-hmm. telling the story of Billy. Got it. Because I thought it was just the opening sequence. I'm like, what no. a wild opening sequence no. to have. Uh-uh. That's funny. He's locked away in a psychiatric institution where every year on Christmas, he tries to escape so he can be home for the holidays. Very Michael Myers. Home is very much so the sorority house where the girls live. And so every year they play Secret Santa with all the girls in the house. One girl's picked to pick a present for Billy to like ward off the bad vibes. Got it. So their sorority house is his childhood home. Correct. And they know it. And so to pay whatever respects to him, they buy him a present. It goes under the tree. Makes sense. Mm hmm. The actress playing Miss Mac is sorority sister Phil oh, from the original. Perfect. Incredible. And sister Claire still gets suffocated by the plastic bag with her body hidden in the attic on a rocking chair. Okay. Barb is now Lauren, but she chases her tequila with, wed- with red wine. 
Okay, that feels wild (laughs) choice. It is wild. It's a wild choice. And it's also fun to see how the technology changed, right? So 74, they've got the landline that's like ancient with like the, where you have to use your finger. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you seen the TikToks where parents ask their kids to try to make a no, call? No, but I want to do it so bad. So they give them one of those, fo- what is it, a rotary phone? A rotary phone. And they're like, S- if it was an emergency. Yeah. And you had to like call 911. Could you do it? They cannot figure this shit out. Yeah. It blows their mind. I have seen Ellen do it before. Yeah. Ellen did it to one of her. I mean, this was a, a while ago, but yeah. she did it to one of her like college age interns Mm -hmm. she brought her out to do that and then she was like she brought out a phone book and she was like look up the name whatever because there's like nothing to push and then they realize it moves yeah but they don't understand understand how it moves but yeah ellen would do the rotary phone and the phone book she's like look up i don't know name a name jim johnson and she'd be like what like (laughs) What is this? Like flipping through the phone book. They have no idea what to do. And then forget the phone, the actual phone. The fact that we never had to learn how to read an actual map and the idea of a, of MapQuest yeah. even to these people. They're like, what? You printed out paper? Yeah. You're like, and- yeah, because it was easier than reading a map. And then our parents were like, you don't know how to read a map. What are you, a fucking <laughs> idiot? I'm very happy to announce my husband is old enough. This is to what, know how to read a map. Yeah. Nick can read a map too. The, the, yeah. That's the real plus side to marrying an old fogey. A fucking boy no, scout. My husband but is I not just a boy mean scout. like just they're the fuck. type of people. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. My husband can read a map. Thank God. Because I look at him like, nope. There's a compass in the corner and there's colors and there's terrains. Okay. Um, 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 okay, technology. There we go. So then moving on from that, I don't want to give too much away because I want people to watch that one. That okay. one's great. How many knives do you give that one? That one's a five. Five knifer. For a holiday horror, I get everything. Yeah. I get the the comedy, the horror, the creepy inappropriateness. Like the holiday vibes. That's where it's at. Especially now after watching the original. Yeah. They, they definitely pay their respects. Yes, okay. obviously. Yeah. Lots of tie-ins there. And that sequence of how he killed his family Incredible. afterwards, I've never seen that in a movie before, yeah. ever. Yeah. I've seen certain things. I've seen someone like pop an eyeball out. I've seen no. people eat other people. To but you've never seen his sisters. that yeah. sequence before. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you'd think I gave away a lot of it. There's so much I didn't tell you. How exciting. Okay. Black Christmas 2019. Now, what's this? This is a totally different take with little bits sprinkled in. But is it also a remake? No, that's why I wouldn't call it a remake. Okay. But just an, you tell me. Okay. You tell me. So, again, the rotary in the first one, 2006, they had a landline, Mm -hmm. but it had caller ID. Yeah. And they had very basic flip phones. Yes. Now we're in 2019. Mm-hmm. This killer is going after them in like DMs and emojis. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's dirty so talking to them funny. with like the eggplant and pig and yeah. pussy and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This time we've got 
a group of sorority sisters again so like the original but they're very much so taking aim at the fraternities okay because they're sexually assaulting the sisters okay so they put on this little christmas performance that calls out a specific fraternity and the fraternity's like well we're gonna get back at you guys Mm. and they do so by performing this black art ritual okay where they end up wearing masks and cloaks and they're the ones going off to kill the girls okay that's their revenge is they're gonna kill them wow way to get them back bro Yeah, yeah yeah so again i'm not trying to give anything away so that's that take it's like a very like pro like girl power yeah type of movie you've got the sorority but like it's not like the other ones okay it's 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 its, its own thing. it's weird mm-hmm. so what but one thing okay instead of claude the cat claudette oh because yes. <laughs> it's a girl power it's a woman empowerment movie yeah, yeah. claudette the cat okay. so again you get the sorority and you get Claudette. So, like, I feel like they're hinting at Yeah, it, there's Easter eggs in there. But why the fuck they took this random turn? It's like one of those things where it's like, if you know, you know. Yeah. If you, uh, if you know the first one, you'll pick up on the Easter eggs. And so if there you, you go. Then... In that sense, it's kind of fun. And I'm proud of myself that I could do that. Okay. Oh, my God. How many knives? <sighs> Two. Is that being generous? The deaths were decent. It just, it wasn't for me. I could see how some girls might really like it. Like the whole girl power. Like, I it guess, just, yeah. right? I, I was never in a sorority. That's not my thing. It's not my, like, I related a lot to the other sorority sisters, like Barb. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There wasn't a Barb in this one. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one that I could really get on board with. Yeah. And it was a little, a little wokish. Yeah. Very so, 2019-ish. That's why I'm saying the 20 or the 2006 is me. That's perfect. That's me in a nutshell. Yep. Love it. You've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Three movie reviews. Great job, B. I, like I said, you gave it to me and I rolled with it. I, give me the opportunity to fucking pop in that earbud and drown out the world. And now the 2006 one, you have a whole new Christmas movie that it's, you love. Yeah. It's got Michelle Trachtenberg in it. Oh, yeah. Buffy's little sister. Yep for us Buffy fans fantastic yeah well what's your look of the week B? oh so I don't like to do anything that has to do with the victims and in my case a lot of them were strangled with the plastic bag yes so even though I personally would love for you to put a plastic bag on my face and take a picture for the holidays. We're st- I'm still going to try to create the cover so it's like a, a Christmas wreath. Mm-hmm. And it's the rocking chair through it. But instead, I'm going to be like the killer instead of the victim. I guess. But what I would say, if you want to rethink this. Is that the movie had absolutely nothing to, to do, do with, with the true actual crime case. It could be fun. So I feel like you, we could, we could do, do the do victim. It. Yeah. 
because that could be okay because that, i just don't want to be the me. real case. yeah okay fun i mean if you want bite marks on your boobs we could figure that out <laughs> but that might be for the only fans page that might be for a monthly subscription that's when we need yeah that's when we need funding <laughs> for our white cloth so yeah i feel like we could do that okay fun yeah because obviously it had nothing to do because i did i Wayne stole Bowden. a wreath from work and that's another thing i've seen on tiktok a lot of the youngins mm -hmm. they don't understand that it's a christmas wreath mm -hmm. they think it's a christmas reef oh, like coral reef <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> funny oh uh, so you youngins yeah wreath mm-hmm w-r-e-a-t-h right that's how i would spell it yeah yeah uh-huh so perfect yeah we're gonna put a plastic bag over my head yeah and we're gonna stick my head in a wreath what a time what I a holiday time to be ah, alive so excited that's so fun i didn't think you'd be down for it because you didn't want me to put the duct tape uh, the duct tape on my mouth well i was just worried about how much my it skin would hurt you yeah, yeah yeah but you're like but with a plastic bag we've got plenty of time before you actually yeah suffocate. you won't actually suffocate you can just rip it off but the i was just more worried about the tape hurting your skin for sure because you're a good friend that's painful <laughs> all right great well to see pictures of b's look of the week and pictures from all three movies and i don't know there are there's probably some pictures of wayne bowden out there somewhere Could i have to know he was a model there's got to be a model. And pick. he was only 23. Yeah. I, I need to see this neat hair. Yeah. He was 23 when he got busted. I think he died at like 58. Oh, well, now all said and done. Do you agree with me that it has more to do with George? Like, can you yes. at least see that? Yeah. Like, I can I can make that work. Yeah. The other one, I can't even know. And it's so many articles that say it, too. That's crazy. The fucking Internet, man. You liars. Liars. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I can see the urban legend. Yeah, that one. The second one, I could see George. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I have no idea where they got that idea from. Yeah, I wish I had pantyhose to strangle myself out with. I or, mean, or to like suffocate myself with. So none of my victims were like that. Were your victims like that? N just. Didn't they mention a pantyhose? She was wearing pantyhose. Yeah, that was it. That was oh, yeah. that was my only time. No, I think she was wearing pantyhose because I think all yeah. I think all women back there just wore more pantyhose. Yeah, because my grandma's from that generation and she wears that shit like under her jeans. Like it's just underwear. Yeah, she like wears pantyhose under everything mm -hmm. she wears. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just what they did back then. Anyways, to see pictures not of being her pantyhose, but definitely <laughs> of be with a plastic bag on her head. Go to Yay. THC Podcast on Instagram. If you'd like to leave us a review or a like or a subscribe or hit me up in my DMs, we're open to everything. And we will have some Christmas themed content coming your way for THC's Christmas season. Yeah, some jolly and some suicidal. Yeah, just <laughs> like us during the holidays. For real. You know what's so funny? I love If you think back to the previous years of our podcast, it's always... Us being excited for fall and fall holidays, us like riding that wave of pure joy of like Halloween and a we're in it. And then every Christmas season is us going like, okay, we're trying not to kill ourselves. It's so here's this episode. That's <laughs> I told you on the ride over here. That's why I did my haul. Yeah. So yeah, fake it till you make it, you guys. Got to keep going. Keep pushing. We're here for you to provide you with entertainment. Provide us with some entertainment. Slide into our DMs. Leave Even us some comments. Dark jingle DMs. some bells. 
All right. Like some likes. Thank you so much for everything. We love you guys and we will. Ho, ho, ho. Till next, next time. time. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.